Hey, welcome to Energy is Currency podcast hosted by myself, Alexis Williams, MBA, business consultant, hair loss practitioner, yoga instructor. <laughs> what do you need me to do today? I am all things to all people and I am pleased and honored to be um, to be joined by one of my, my very favorite people in the world, Antonia Daza. How are you? Hi, Lexi. Hi, hi. Hello, everybody out there. Uh, <laughs> Tell us about thank you for joining us. Um, well, my name is Antonio Daza. Mm-hmm. I am the owner of Daza Dance Ballroom Academy. Mm-hmm. It's a ballroom dance studio in Bucket, which has been open since 2008. Oof. We're just about to turn 13. We're super excited. Oh excited about that yes and what else am i i'm a student at oglethorpe i'm actually graduating now in may after five long years of studying and uh, what did you study i'm gonna get a i'm getting a ba on women gender and sexuality studies (laughs) the allyship with two minors yes okay which Minor number one. Minor number one is art history. And minor number two. Communications. Listen, educated, culture, <laughs> Good entrepreneurship, dancer. dancing, I mean... Artist. I mean, this sounds like the total package. This is what America needs right now. So, <laughs> welcome to my podcast. Thank you. I, Thank you. Y'all have no idea. I adore this man. We have such a wonderful <laughs> connection because... As entrepreneurs, we've been able to really encourage and exchange and bounce off one another. And that is so necessary in this uh, in this time that we're living in. Yes. So I think we really hit we hit the, the ground running this time last year, 2020. <laughs> I have to tell everybody this story because if you see Antonio's work in his business production now, you would never know that we ever had this conversation. But this time last year, the world was shut down. Everybody was covered in the mask that they could come up with, which <laughs> I saw videos the other day. People were in sponges. I mean, they were wearing drawers, hats, um, the birthday hats they were wearing in this mask. We were literally fools last year. And you see, did you see the video of the guy that built this sort of like, um, I don't know, like a jacket, and he had like a round thing yes. so he couldn't get. So he could get social distance yes. permanently. Yes, yeah. like we were really. <laughs> <laughs> Last year was not, that's not us, y'all. I don't, <laughs> that wasn't the real me. But I love Last year because he and I were having a conversation right before my salon shut down. And we were talking about how do we pivot, you know, and I was like, we're going to have fun. This is going to be a virtual experience. This is going to just blossom into all these fun things. And he looked at me and he was like, I'm not doing any of that. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? You know, it's like, I don't do videos. I don't do this. I mean, you just had a whole list of things he does not do. Well, it was not that I didn't do. It was just that I didn't have the experience. I didn't feel confident. Yeah. You know, doing it because it's one thing is when you are film dancing and moving, which is what I do mm-hmm. and I'm used to doing, but having to stand in front of a camera and talking just like I'm doing right now, it was something for me very challenging. Just because, you know, we all have our own demons, yeah. you know, our own insecurities. And I was like, 
I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, listen, let's do it together. We'll figure right. it out. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing either. You don't know what you're doing. Nobody knows what they're doing right now. Yeah. There's not one person, maybe maybe Jeff Bezos. He's probably the only one. Listen, I'm not, I'm gonna take a sip of mine. <laughs> What's in his cup is in his cup. Like so I don't, right. Because this, this is, that's not the kind of conversation we're having today. <laughs> <laughs> but last year was just hilarious. So I appreciated him because not only did we keep our businesses going and pivoted beautifully, but yes. we created so much digital content. Oh my goodness. Yes. He turns out videos every week now. <laughs> so the lesson in this is, the blessing is on the other side of the obstacle. Right. So whatever you label a problem or label, I don't have experience with it. If you don't have experience, go get experience. We'll put a camera up and we'll figure it out. And yep. the Virgo in him says, no, we're going to do this. That's true. With the style. right way. It's, yes. You hear it? The right way. We're going to have <laughs> cameramen. We need at least two cameras for this. Like, he laid it out. And together we put together a fun podcast called um, Unapologetic Talk. Yes. And it was the perfect little mini series because it really tapped into what was going on last year as it was happening. So at first we were like, oh yeah, we're off work. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We're so worried. The next episode was, oh, we're getting to it, you know, and it's coming in and I'm getting more grounded. And honey, on that third episode yes. was when when they killed George Floyd. Yeah. When, I mean, we got a cold When the streets flooded, yeah. you know, with protests. When we were just yes. doing all of those things. And I appreciated how it brought us even more together. Yes. His allyship, listen, it just reeks through his pores. He was at every protest. <laughs> I was. He was like, Lexi, this is where we're going to be this weekend. You should come meet us. And I was like, oh, okay, I can be there. <laughs> but his yeah. leadership and his willingness to... <laughs> to take on challenges and to handle obstacles just it was so on heart it was so just endearing i loved it i love you for it so uh, tell us tell us your version of 2020 how did you survive last year oh my gosh well i mean what can i say 2020 was was a very complicated year yeah but now looking back, I think that so many good things came out of it. Yeah. And, and and like you and I have talked many, many times, it's just that it helped us all and, and me personally, I wanna talk for myself. It helped me to sort of like reinvent myself, but not in like the way that like changing my look or, you know, like the superficial ways. Yeah. I was like really like inside, like as a person. Like it made me have to real, it made me realize what were my priorities, what things were important to me, where I wanted to um, go, you know, where I wanted to grow, what I wanted to become. Yeah. So it just gave me the time to to really think about all those things and uh, in my mind. <clears throat> and the times were so hard, so many things were happening out on the streets. Yeah. There was just so much. I don't know, like it just, so much stuff that we already had going on, it's just, the mask came off. The last year was intense. Yeah. yeah, so because all of that was happening, I just feel like I just kind of went through this transformation and, and, and I felt like, you know, by the end of the year, it was like, okay, I get it. I get what I'm, 
what I'm about to embark on and, and, and you know, I'm gonna basically just take the bull by the horns, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, I'm just gonna take control and, yes. you know. Last year taught me how to take control of me and make me a better person and make me do the things. It makes, last year I learned how, <clears throat> and I, I think every entrepreneur goes, hopefully everybody goes through this, but I feel like every entrepreneur goes through this. You have to learn how to parent yourself mm. because you, you feel these things, you have these experiences, and you want to respond a certain way. And you want some, you know, essentially in business, sometimes you want someone to come save you. Or you want someone to just come and do the work for you. Or you want to, to you know, ex export the work, you know what I mean? Or delegate it out, you know? Yeah. And learning how to parent yourself teaches you how to talk yourself through those things you don't want to do. Either like, a father would, hey, get up, you know, or like a mom would, come on, baby, wake on up, whatever you need. Learning how to have that communication with yourself, that discipline and that motivation to get you through execution. That was what last year really helped me through. So I'm, I'm grateful to 2020. I don't ever have to repeat it or talk about that year ever again, but <laughs> I did learn a lot. Well, I don't know if that's going to come true because <laughs> right? I feel like we're going to be talking about 2020 for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Just because so many, I don't know, it's just weird. It was just something that we have never gone through. You know, it's like, it's that feeling of... Yes, many good things came out of it, but at the same time, because so many bad things and, and continue to happen. So it's it's just this whole thing about, you know, just really fate. That's how, yeah. that's how I see it, you know? It's like, okay, it's just one more thing that we needed to go through in order to be able to get to a higher level, to, to you know, to a more developed uh, society yes. and to a more understanding world where, yes. you know, so yes. I'm, you know, yes. I'm so, grateful. Yeah. yeah so yeah, tell yeah. me about Antonio Daza, the business owner. You told me Daza is celebrating 13 years of business. That's right. 13 years. As a business owner, because we're, we're beyond <laughs> self-employed. We're beyond, yeah. you know, independent. You are a business owner. Describe that that feeling to you. What does that mean for you? Well, for me, it really means a lot, you know, but that's a feeling that is kind of new to me. Okay. Yeah, it's, I think, and I think it comes also from 2020 because until that point, I feel like I've been just doing what is, what I have set myself up, self up to do. Okay. Like. I've, I've never really seen it as, oh my gosh, this is such a great accomplishment until really last year okay. that, that we had this whole thing with COVID and it made me realize that what I've been able to create, and I say I and I mean also everybody that have been involved in this, in this community because it's really not just about me, is that we have been able to create something very special. Yes. You know, um, and it, it has taught me so much because yes, it is turning 13, but it's it's like really long 13 years. It's been yeah. a it's been a, a roller coaster. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes you you have been on top, and sometimes I've been down, and it's just managing that and just learning in the everyday how to. I mean, you understand because yeah, you're an, a, you know a business owner, too, a small business owner. 
uh, which are really the, the, the bone of this country, okay? Listen, tell me about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, having your own business is a great experience because you learn so much, you grow so much, you, you get to meet with so many people, especially what I do. Yeah. But it's 24 seven, it's true what everybody says, you know, yeah. owning your own business is a 24 seven uh, uh, job. Um, even though I love my job, um, you know, you have to prepare for that. It's like having a child, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's that kind of attention. That is a perfect way to describe it. And I think in any relationship, whether business or personal, we have to remember that it takes time for these things to develop. So when we're doing our, our personal inventory over things, we have to ask ourselves like what pace am I moving at and what do my expectations match my development you yeah. know because it's like I can't expect a business that's been open for six months to perform like a business that's been open for 13 years and I can't expect a business I have different expectations for a business that's been open for 13 years in terms of customer service team development automation flow than I do with a business that's been open for two you know, so I think matching when you're considering where you are with your business and your competitors and even, you know, your constituents, what level have they evolved into? And I think it takes some real tenacity to be able to make it to 13 years. And for parents, you know, that 13 year old, that's, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that 13 year old is okay. the test, okay? That 13 to 16 mean. is. When the attitudes and the hormones, I'm not even gonna bring up my 13 year old. I remember my that was a different right, that right. was a different person. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her. But it also takes an incredible team to keep it going yes. that long. Yes. Tell yes. me about the Daza Dance team culture. Well, um that I affectionately love. <laughs> yes, I've been very fortunate to have so many people that have helped me, that have, um, you know, come to my rescue when I've needed it. But also the people that have stopped me many times and say, you know what, Antonio, that's not cool, that's not yeah. right, that's not the way to go. Because one of the, I think is the benefits, if you are a person like me who likes to take risks, one of the benefits is to me of owning your own business is that, is the, is the unknown. Yeah. You know, like you, you most be, small business owners don't go to school to learn how to run a cupcake shop. They should. And it's okay if they don't. Right? Or you don't go to school to learn how to, I don't know, how to run a ballroom dance studio. Yeah. You know, you are the ballroom dance studio. You are the hairstylist. You, are the, you have your craft. Yes. So we small business owners... We don't know how to sometimes even set up those expectations that you're talking about yeah. because we don't have that kind of education yeah. to tell us that. We just know that we like to dance and you just know that you like to do all these things that, I mean, all these million things that you do so wonderfully. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know what it. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it takes a village and it's true that it, that it does. That's you wonderful. know, it, it, it is everybody. It's not just me, it's Mario who has been uh, working with me since 2010. It's gonna be what, like 11 years yeah. now? But he has actually oh, been fine. part of Daza Dance from the very beginning. Yeah. It's like Maxi, who is my uh, my other co-worker who has been here in the US for 
for now it's going to be six years and um, you know they both work here with me and now the two brand new yes. wonderful ladies that we have Teresa and Camaria who uh, came out of our own Dasa Dance family who were they were students and they've been training to be um, teachers now for nine months they went through this whole uh, teacher training program so I'm just you know really really grateful for them because it's, it's, it's all about maintaining the culture yes it's, it's about maintaining the culture it's it is a, a little bit about money because you have to obviously make sure that you have enough money to pay the bills yeah. okay but if you focus your whole attention in the culture in your studio around your team all about only money 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 driven business then in my opinion it's not gonna work okay. because what has worked for me is quite the opposite okay. it's yes worrying about the money but also creating a culture where people feel value, where people feel like they're part of something, and in this case, a community, where they find, um, you know, that we're there for them, that they're not just coming to pay a service for this amount of time and that's it, like, we care. Yeah. And, and it shows, it shows. I mean. I've been, I used <laughs> to work with the Dada Dance community for what, six or seven years now? They never disappoint. They always outdo themselves. They always strive to make bigger goals and knock them out of the park. And I've always been impressed. And I love the culture here. So I want to switch gears a bit. Okay. You want to switch gears with me? Sure. First, I want to ask you in one word, what does entrepreneurship mean for you? Oof. Discovery. Ooh. Discovery. <laughs> so in all of the episodes, whenever I ask that question, everyone says freedom. I love that you have shifted gears about us to discovery. <laughs> Why discovery? Well, because everything in life for me pretty much is about discovering. Okay. You know, just it, it go it relates to also my spirituality mm -hmm. and what I believe. And I believe that everything has been already predetermined. We live in a predetermined universe. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like it's our job now to discover or to be part of this game. Mm -hmm. All right? Okay. So we're like pieces that have been moved in the monopoly. You know, sometimes you lose, sometimes, but at the end of the day, the purpose is bigger. It is. Okay? Than just yourself. So, where was I going with the question? Where would you like to go? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of right. I love that. I love oh, that. Oh, the discovery. Yes. So, sorry. That's so, okay. yes. So, as you go, so since it is like a game, mm -hmm. then you're just little by little discovering and unveiling what is next, the next cue that is going to take you to the next level. Got it. Oh, I love that. So, listen, speaking of that, <laughs> I love this. Ah, oh, such good energy and energy is currency. Um, it makes me think of when I hated this word when I was in school, but corporate social responsibility. And when I talk about corporate social responsibility, us, even us as small business owners or larger corporations, we have an inherent responsibility and obligation to our constituents, whether it's our team culture within our building and 
our current staff and customer base and clients and even the people that surround us, the businesses next to us, the, the our carbon imprint, the um, way we're trading and receiving our resources, are we doing fair trade options? But we have an, op an obligation to support our communities through responsible acts. Like, or else we're just pillaging our, our environments. And as much as you can see in any what the health or, you know, <laughs> cowspiracy or all of the different, you know, documentaries online, you see that there, when corporations lack that internal integrity needed for corporate social responsibility, the rest of the world is impacted. That's when you have turtles floating around with a six pack ring around the neck, you know, and doves with, you know, covered in oil and then you get the dawn soap and all of that kind of stuff, you know. So it, it has a spiral effect when we aren't cognizant of how our actions are affecting others and our business. And my wonderful friend next to me has taken corporate social responsibility um, to the next level. Absolutely. Tell us what you have up your sleeve. <laughs> Well, uh, like I said at the beginning, 2020 was a year that transformed me and it made me realize, um, like you said, the responsibilities that we all have as individuals, as people, okay? As we the people, you know? We the people, not the corporations. Our responsi the responsibility that we have to make sure that the world that we continue to live in, hopefully forever yes. <laughs> or for a very long time, um, that we need to, you know, be responsible, that we need to take action right. on some of these issues. So how are you, how do you plan on so because because all of that plus everything that I've learned here at Dasa Dance, I decided that hey, you know what? If this is if I survive this whole pandemic thing, mm -hmm. then I gotta do something really, really big to try to make sure that I can live a really nice world for my niece, my nephew, yeah. the new generation. So I'm running for Congress. There, I said it. It's out of the bag. Yeah, I, I decided to run for Congress, um, representing Georgia 11th Congressional District. Yes. Yes, with it, which is the district where I live and I've been living since 2007. And again, I'm just, I wanna fight for those of you who have been, you know, for the people that have always been told you cannot do that or you're, you know, you're because you're black, because you're gay, because you're disabled, because you have whatever, you because you're a woman, because you name it, for all those people, I decided to run and to say, you know what? I am gonna fight for you because I wanna make sure that this country, in this country, which is, there's no reason why it is not that way, we all have equal access to every thing. Okay. Equal access. So tell us, what's your, what are we gonna, what's your, what's your hot topics? What are you, what well, are you working towards? Well, one of the things that, you know, equal access to opportunities means equal access to healthcare. Yeah. All right. So we've seen how 
that the pandemic has really affected even more uh, communities of color, brown communities. Uh, and these are people that can just really not pay for the expensive health insurance that some other parts of society are able to, yeah. to enjoy. So I wanna make sure that all these people that have been affected by the pandemic in indirect ways, beside the fact of, you know, getting sick or doing that, it's just, you know, the people that have lost their jobs, that have lost their health insurance because they lost their jobs, right. that then they can have access to the health that they need. That's what to me means equal access to opportunity. Equal access to opportunity means equal access to education and not just the fact of being able to go to school, which we can talk about it, but also access to technology. Right. I mean, nowadays the kids have to be at home, okay? Every day. I mean, you know how many parents only have, how many households have only one computer for three or four children in the house? Okay. So that is an that is a problem there of inequality yeah. there, you know, because you know who the most of the people are that, that cannot afford that black and brown communities. Yeah, yeah, the same communities that have always been um, segregated. So I I think the the question of the hour is especially with especially with us coming together on the terms that we did last year with George Floyd and really examining um, America's social injustice yes. issue. Where yes. do you stand on defunding the police? Well, listen, the whole thing about justice for me is really big. Yeah. Really, really big. Actually, when I first started to think about running for Congress, I thought, okay, what are, what are my main, what are the main topics that that really excite me, that I think are the base of our society. Mm -hmm. One was education. Mm -hmm. I feel like if we don't have education, okay, then, you know, if we allow the system to keep us ignorant, mm -hmm. then they're always gonna keep us control. Mm -hmm. So with education, we are able to empower okay. people. Okay, and again, we can talk about education for a long time because it's yeah. a big one for me. But the other one is justice, and justice is a very subjective uh, issue. Okay. Okay, because what justice is to you, it doesn't, it's not to me. Okay. okay. But that's why we have this amazing constitution. Okay. And we have these amazing laws, okay, in this country that makes us the strongest and the longest standing democracy in the world. Okay. okay, it's because we have a set of rules and laws that we all have agreed upon that these are the rules and the laws. Okay. Okay, that our country is founded on. Okay, and if we want to change them, which is okay, okay, I understand that societies evolve and they change, and sometimes things need to be updated. Okay. Sure. Heavy on the update. <laughs> we also have the legal, the, the mechanisms to be able to to come to an agreement in how we're going to progress and continue moving this great nation forward. The problem is when we have greed okay. and when we have power driven by money, okay. you know, and intentions, yeah. you know, and that's what is happening right now in Congress, and it has corrupted 
our institutions, the institutions that have been standing there for the longest time, now they are they have been more than ever corrupted by this money and this greed in corporations, in, in Congress, and you know, just all of this. So where do I stand with the justice problem? We have to make sure that we gain trust again in our system. So when we can look at somebody that is making the decisions, mm -hmm. we know and we trust and we believe that that person is making the best decisions for all of us as a society in general. Okay. okay? So let me ask you how, because this is the thing, it's not that people are mistakenly mistrusting the system, it's that oh. we... Oh. No, 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 no. We must trust in them all accident. No, 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 so no. What is... No, no, the system is corrupted. We know it. Politicians want to tell us that it's not, but we know it, we see it, we live it every day as small business owners, as, listen, as people. As people. As people, we know that the system is broken big time, okay? So that's what I'm saying. Long-term goal, we have to make sure that we, the people, recover our trust in the institutions and make the necessary adjustments that we need to make, okay? In order to be able to trust, because if we don't trust the system, then how do we come together to decide what is just? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you have, you know, when, when you have numbers like, for example, the consumption of marijuana between blacks and whites in the United States, it's about the same. But then you see that more black people get incarcerated for, you know, for marijuana possession than white people. Then how do you, as a black person, how can you trust the system? Oh, I don't. You see what I'm saying? So we need to we need to work towards a system that number one represents us all. Yeah. That is not only white all men, all rich men in Congress making yeah. this. That it represents the people. And number two, we need to make sure that that system that we that is in place that we as citizens can trust it. Yeah. I feel like we need more diversity. You know uh, what I mean? Absolutely. We need to we need to have a Congress and this is why I'm running for Congress. Because I live in this district. This is my district. Mm -hmm. And the person that is right now making those decisions for me in Congress has no relationship with what is going on in my in, in the life of someone like me. So I think that we need to have people in Congress who look, who speak, who feel, who think, who just all these things yeah. as the people of their district. Absolutely. Representation matters. Okay? So we need to we, we need to have a Congress that when you look at it, you're like, oh my gosh. Like you have all these, you know, diversity and intersectionality, you yeah. know, because then you have women, but you don't have just white women. You have women of color where you have gays, 
I think you just don't have one person, one gay man, white gay man. You have black gay men, and you have Asian gay men, and you have women, you know, all mm -hmm. of that. Because that's how we're going to be able to have the real discussions yeah. and really validate the other because at some point we are connecting with the other. In some big structure, we connect, yeah. you know? I may be white, you may be black, but we're both LGBTQ, so I got you, just yeah. because I find that relationship with you. But if all you have in Congress right now is all white, rich men <laughs> who have been there forever, by the way, yeah. then how do you make change? How do you make change? Well, I love this. How can we support you? Or very, very easy. You can go to my website. It's called votedaza.com. Mm -hmm. Okay, votedaza.com. And you can donate. You know, donations. right now. Yeah, right now, really, your donations will make a difference. Yeah. All right, right now, I'm in the, in the early stages and I'm working on getting all my organization put together and obviously I have expenses because I have employees, I have things to pay and that's not a secret. So every donation counts okay. right now. So you can go to voltdaza.com and you can donate five, 10, 25, 100, 2,900, whatever you want in order to help me make a change in Georgia and in my yeah. community. Yes. Calling out to Georgia, now we are going to and we're going to continue to keep Georgia blue. That's that's the goal. We love Georgia blue, y'all. <laughs> so if we can do that, I think we need to uphold that same energy. And you'll be on the ballot for 2022? You can find me at Vote Daza 2022. That's my Twitter, Vote Daza. Daza 2022. And you can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook. Yes. yes. So it's plenty of places to connect. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are Thank always you. just phenomenal <laughs> energy to experience. I, listen, I just adore him because the authenticity and the confidence, it, it's so real. I appreciate that. No, I do. And so I look forward to seeing how you blossom in this area. Well, I know that you. you'll do well, and I know that you'll do well for your community. So I'm thank super you. grateful for your leadership and for your willing to take this risk. Let's risk it all, okay? Okay. Hey. hey. So check out um, this episode of Energy is Currency on YouTube. You can find a full episode on Instagram. You can stream on all of your listening streams, Spotify, Google, Apple, um, Stitcher, Anchor. We're on at least eight different streaming uh, podcasts. Okay. And you can find us online at Energy is Currency Pod on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in to this next episode. I am so grateful again to spend some more time with you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, this was wonderful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and learn more. You know what? You can you can learn more about our old project, um, Unapologetic Talk, on 
Blush Biz Online. That's my business consultant website. It has how to make podcasts, how to get your podcast launched, you know, make digital versions, uh, visuals, and audio. So we have different ways of bringing more content and more character to your business. Um, just check in with us and we'll let you know the deep. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Remember, energy is currency and time is money. Have a great day. Peace.